Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's take a look at some more international ghost stories. But first, as always, we have shout-outs. That's right, shout-outs going out to the patrons. Head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac. Thank you so much to everybody that's a patron. And this first patron, I meant to ask for the pronunciation when we've been chatting back and forth, and I haven't yet, and I feel terrible. So please, I hope I get it even close to being right, because I really do want to thank you. It's Prodgar Todoro, Michael, Dustin, Matthew, Alicia, Derek, Becca, Joshua, Alexis, Jen, Elizabeth, Voidtech, Steve, Sherry, Art Muffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Paul, Ricardo, Damian and Daniel, Ian, Eric, Brandon, Jen, Alexandra, Simon, George, Connie, Seth, Christine, Jason, Hayden, Cindy, Kim, Adam, Ashley, Fran, what's that? Ian, Carrie, Ezram, Robin, Will, Jim, Kelly, Lauren and Phil Mangano, Russell, Tanya, Donald, Chris, April, Seth, Isabel, Audra, Dorian and Isaac, Cindy, Bob, B, Sean, Bishop, Cole, Paula, Alicia, Jerry, Leo, Lindsay, Hahn, hey, howdy, hi, Jennifer, Megan, Aaron, Jeff T, Harley, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, Lauren McCune, hey, howdy, hi, Lily, Veronica, Nick, Autumn, J, Mark, Carolyn, Martin, Darth Pikachu, Jade, Nanashi, Megan, Kira, Pablo, Chuck, Laura, Ruth, oh, hey, howdy, hi, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, Juliana, Dan, Laura, and Gamer Fam. And a real quick shout out, uh, Megan actually uh, messaged me and said, hey, you know, I have this friend that does this podcast. I, you know, I want to get you guys in touch. And I'm just like, yeah, definitely. Let's get in touch. I think it'd be great. And I'm so glad she did because. I was interviewed on a podcast called That Spooky Life, and I had a blast. I'm telling you, this was so much fun. I'm so happy I got to do it. So check out That Spooky Life. It's episode 72, says my name, Kurt Sandvik, Paranormal Almanac, all that fun stuff. But what a great, fun show to be on. Miranda is just fantastic. Uh, I, I hope you guys like it. It's stories that you guys have probably already heard, but still, what a fun show to be on. And I'm I'm, I'm really glad. I want the paranormal community, I want us to be able to reach out, and I'll be on their show, and they'll be on my show, and it's the way it should be. And as always, we have a special shout-out to Joe Teague. All righty. Let's get right in to paranormal news. And as always, I still have yet to prep with a jingle, so let's just do one of these. That's right. The first story in paranormal news. Let's talk about UFOs. What's behind unidentified aerial phenomena observed by military officials? Are we alone in the universe? Well, NextGov asks some experts. And they said that it's not just regular people that are seeing them. Thousands of people are seeing these things. And there's something to it. The Modern UAP Task Force, a secretive unit investigating reports of what appear to be unexplainable crafts, 
uh, zip, zipping across the American skies, but soon some federal personnel will have to provide certain members of Congress with information about what the government does know about UFOs. That's right. The clock is ticking down on them releasing a ton more information about UAVs. But uh, Dr. Joe Pesci, Dr. Joe Pesci, really? Come on, buddy. An astrophysicist and program director in the National Science Foundation Division of Astronomical Sciences provided a brief glimpse into some of the different tools humans could tap into to understand the universe around us and our part in it. He says, space travel is difficult for many reasons. I'm not arrogant enough to think that we know everything about the uh, nature and the universe and the laws of nature. And they go on to say that uh, basically... Yeah, it's very easy for us to dismiss and say UFOs are fake. Little green men are not visiting us. But it's also very arrogant of us to think that. We do not have the comprehension. Just because we can't do it doesn't mean an advanced civilization hasn't been doing it forever. So um, that's about it for that one, really. But um, I just really like the fact that, again, all walks of life, scientists are finally talking about UFOs in a serious way. Speaking of UFOs, FAA cannot explain pilots' UFO sighting last weekend over New Mexico. Now, I posted this on the Facebook page, but then I went in Facebook jail, uh, so I couldn't uh, post even more about it. Uh, but there was, a, there was a UFO sighting over New Mexico. There was a radio transmission from an American Airlines from Cincinnati to Phoenix last weekend that uh, they said... All about UFOs. They said, do you have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us, said the pilot at 1.19 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday. I hate to say this, but it looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast right over the top of us. Uh, they intercepted the, this guy intercepted the transmission, uh, Steve Douglas, accidentally as he was trying to pick up another aircraft with a radio scanner. He said it was pure coincidence. Now, he uses two flight tracking websites, Flight Radar 24 and Flight Aware, to determine the exact position of the plane was over the northeast corner of New Mexico, west of Clayton, New Mexico, and an altitude of 37,000 feet. They said, uh, let's see, Airline, American Airlines confirmed that the radio transmission came from Flight 2292. FAA released a statement saying a pilot reported seeing an object over New Mexico shortly after noon local time on, sen on Sunday February 21st, 2021, FAA air traffic controllers did not see any object in the area on their radar scopes, which is a big thing. Now, they said that uh, they don't know what it was. It definitely wasn't a missile, but they don't know what it was. It was a UAV. And then uh, the, uh, let's see, uh, on February 24th, 2018, two pilots flying different aircraft over the same area reported a mysterious object they said, was anybody flying above us that passed us like 30 seconds ago? Air traffic controller said negative. November 9th, 2018, a British Airways pilot, uh, oh God, a British Airways pilot flying over Ireland reported seeing a very bright light that disappeared at very high speed. A Virgin American, a Virgin Airlines pilot confirmed seeing it too. Multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory, very bright from where we were. So this is just showing you no matter where you are around the world, pilots are seeing and reporting seeing UFOs more often. Something's coming.
All righty, real quick one. I'm not going to go into the entire story just because it's a actually horrific story. This is another one of these cases. I hate when these things pop up. The next story in paranormal news, girl dies after being caned during exorcism in Sri Lanka. That's right. Police in Sri Lanka say they have arrested two people in connection with the death of a nine-year-old girl who was repeatedly beaten during a ritual they believed would drive away an evil spirit from within her. That is a horrifically sad story. And again, it's not the first time I've read stories like that. It's terrifying and terrible. All right, moving on to the uh, Oklahoma's a dick of a state story. Oklahoma places $2.1 million bounty on Bigfoot's head now. That's right. They upped it to $2.1 million. They said, uh, need a quick $2 million? You could try the lottery, maybe invest in Bitcoin, or head to Oklahoma and capture Bigfoot. They placed a bounty on Bigfoot's head for $2.1 million. But some rules. You can't bring Bigfoot in cold. Oklahoma tourism officials hoping this generates some buzz, saying Bigfoot needs to be captured and unharmed, unharmed, and stress. Bounty hunters can't break any laws during the hunt. Don't fucking shoot Bigfoot. Bringing that back. It's been a while. Bringing it back. Up next in paranormal news. Man haunted by spirit of girlfriend he strangled and burned. Or as I like to say, good for that spirit. F this dude. Collings Lucky Madwani, haunted by his evil deed, has been sentenced to life in jail for the murder of his girlfriend of more than more than 20 years ago. That's right, a 52-year-old man who was first thought he had gotten away with murdering his girlfriend was later haunted by her spirit and confessed to the crime. Once again, his name is Collings Lucky Madwani, I'm guessing. He was sentenced to life imprisonment for the murder of his girlfriend, Flora Malo, who uh, we strangled more than 20 years ago when he appeared in the Pretoria High Court this week. He was 31 years old when he killed her. NPA regional spokesperson said neighbors had heard screams coming from the residence while Mano was at home with her on September 3rd in 1999. In the morning when they met him, they inquired about the screams and the whereabouts of Malo, and he told them she was visiting rel- relatives in Johannesburg. In the year 2000, while he was detained in a maximum prison serving a 12-year sentence for attempted murder in another case, he says he was haunted by her spirit. That's when he called his sister and confessed what he did. That's right. He was haunted by her ghost or spirit, whatever you want to call it, convinced, uh, confessed that he had strangled her and uh, that he had strangled her and dragged her to the nearby bush where he burnt her body. So F everything about that, dude. I'm glad that uh, her spirit can get some closure now because uh, it's a long time coming. All righty. Up next in paranormal news, is Victoria haunted? A paranormal look at Point Ellis House. Everything, every time, every article says like, oh, it's paranormal, just like the X-Files. Come on, guys. Got to get... Better stuff. We know what paranormal means. You don't have to bring in the X-Files every time. Let's see. We're going to the Point Elise House, a heritage museum home and childhood obsession of this author near the Inner Harbor in Victoria, British Columbia. 
They said that there is a two-hour live stream presented as evidence review of the substantial amount of paranormal investigation that's actually done in this house. The history of the house was summarized by Dr. Black, and uh, 20 Facebook Live viewers faithfully stayed well past the scheduled time. He told the story of the Wallace family who had built the property on their farm in 1862, sold the property in 1975. Uh, they go on to say that um, throughout the entire stream, there was paranormal evidence, a uh, conversation with the spirit via motion detector, uh, let's see, and attempts by an investigator to make sense of them, they made a request. If someone's in the kitchen, can you beep again for a long time? After a moment's pause, the beep became a sustained, long note answering their question. They go on to say that pretty much throughout the entire house, they had felt chilling, unsettling, things would bump in the night, public EVP sessions, and they said, uh, Are you in pain? Asked a member of the public to the open air. In real life, the paranormal normal the paranormal guides say no response was audibly heard, but on the tape of the session, a growly a growly low voice whispers, "Pain." So apparently, you don't need to leave. I've been saying this for a while now. You don't need to leave your house to go on paranormal investigations and get good evidence. Just another case of that. All right, I think this is about it. Let me uh, check this one. I might actually go in. We're actually getting kind of into this. No, you know what? I'm going to go right into the to this story. All right, that, that about does it for paranormal news. All righty, uh, let's see. If you want some merch, you can head on over to storeenvy.com, search Paranormal Almanac. There's lots of merch there. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. All righty. Sadly, I get a lot of emails from people saying I don't talk enough about stuff outside of America. Then I get a lot of emails from, from a lot of people saying when I do talk about international paranormal stuff, I mispronounce everything. So to both of you, I say enjoy this one because I guarantee you I will screw up a lot. Guaranteed. Let's talk about some more international ghost stories on this all Bucharest edition. That's right. We're going to Bucharest, everybody. Like I said, I guarantee you, I will get names wrong. It's just going to happen. I'm sorry. Hell, to be honest with you, I probably couldn't pick out Bucharest on a map without names. So just please bear with me. Enjoy this one. I wanted to do Eastern European uh, countries, like paranormal stories from Eastern Europe. When I started to look, and trust me, I'm going to go all over Eastern Europe because there are some amazing ones. But when I started to look, I really kept coming across how much was going on in Bucharest and how bizarre and interesting it really was. So, with that said, let's go to Bucharest, which, in case you didn't know, is in Romania. And yes... Vlad's castle is there. Vlad the Impaler lived there. But I already talked about that on an earlier episode, so don't expect a Vlad the Impaler joke on this edition. Now, I will say, it is bizarre how clamped down some of these locations still are. I mean, it's really, really hard to find some good 
Eastern European, Russian, paranormal stories that actually have pertinent information. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of legends, but there's not a lot of pertinent information. And you're going to hear that a lot on this episode. But still, some just absolute bizarre locations, if you're planning a trip to Bucharest, which I got to say, I would love to go. I'd love to check out most of these places. But most of them, again, don't have a ton of pertinent information. It's mostly just tales or, hold on one second. There you go, Stitch. It's mostly just tales or legends, like this one. It's the House of Vernescue, which is a casino from the 1800s. Now, it has a long list of people losing everything gambling at the casino from 1800s on and committing suicide. Now, supposedly, locals even call it the Cellar of the Devil. At least three ghosts have been seen here you know, doing the basic ghost stuff like moving things, moving furniture, cold spots, voices, walking through the walls, whispering. And I got to say, it's just nice to know no matter where you go around the world, ghosts all pretty much do the same shit. I mean, it's just typical ghost shit. Oh, I'm a, I just bumped the microphone. It's just typical ghost shit. So when I get to the quote-unquote typical ghost shit, I'll move on to the next story because you already know all of that same old stuff. Me telling you the story about how someone saw something move, a cup move, or furniture move, or walking into a cold spot, or hearing a voice. It's just the same over and over and over again. So when I get to that usual BS, I'll move on. So let's talk about a cursed treasure for a bit. Now, as you guys know, if you've listened to any episode about treasure that I've done, if you listen to this episode and then you find one of those treasures, all I ask is you give me a little cut of the treasure, okay? Just a, just a little bit. I'm not asking for half. I'm not asking for 40%. Whatever you think is fair for me tipping you off about a treasure, when you find the treasure, just, you know, give me a cut. At the very least... When you find a treasure, tell the news story. I heard about it on Paranormal Paranormal Almanac. That's all you got to say. Hey, listen to Paranormal Almanac. I heard about this treasure. You know, at least plug me. But anyhow, in Bucharest, there is supposedly a cursed treasure. But let me start by saying there is not a lot to go on. In fact, there's just about nothing really to go on. One-Eyed Willie left a better treasure map than this is what I'm saying. So if you find this one, good on ya. I'm impressed. I wouldn't search for this one. So that's that's like Bucharest National Treasure kind of shit. But it's called the Devil's Precipice. It's located in a forest in the isolated village of Puana Prestia. Guarantee you I got that wrong. That's in the Kazminele commune in Prahova County. So there's your starting point. Kazminele commune in Prahova County. You go to the isolated village of Poyana Prestie, and then you find the forest. Now there are a ton of legends about a hidden treasure in this forest. Now, it's guarded by evil spirits and cursed beings, 
These cursed beings have the heads of bulls and the body of man and the heads of animals and the body of other animals. Just weird kind of crap. But all who have tried to find the treasure have either gone mad, disappeared, or have been found dozens of kilometers away with the memories of hunting the treasure completely wiped from their brains. Hold on. Yeah, that's creepy. Now, not only that, those same people that they find dozens of kilometers away are covered in scratches, like animal scratches, but not knowing what it was that scratched them. Now, there are even local legends of an interdimensional portal in these woods, and that's where some of the treasure hunters disappeared into. How they know that? I have no idea. But another possible breadcrumb for this treasure, not breadcrumb, that's different. Another possible breadcrumb for this treasure is a spot called Devil's Steep. Or Rapa Diavolulia. Sure, why not? It's Devil Steep. Now, this is located on a steep slope on the top of a wooded hill in that village of Poiana Prestia. Now, the legend states, Only he who has the courage to sleep close to the ravine in the open will receive the instructions to reach the treasure. That's right. Only he who has the courage to sleep close to the ravine in the open will receive the instructions to reach the treasure. You'll get the treasure map. Now, three local priests trying to bless the place or find the treasure, depending on what site you get the information from, apparently were not so lucky. The service was made before World War II, and shortly after the ritual, the priests lost their minds as those who have tried to find the treasure before and after them. So, if you're up for a treasure hunt, there are websites dedicated to the treasure hunt itself and even a Facebook page with trips listed where you can gather with other idiots, I mean, brave souls, to sleep outdoors close to the ravine and see... If you're given the treasure map. Okay, grain of salt time. I need to make that a jingle. Like, grain of salt time. Grain of salt time. A lot of treasure hunters who camp near the ravine reported cyberspace experiences and talked about peculiar noises during the night or the fact their tents were scratched at or shaken during the night There's also another story that this area is believed to be an interdimensional portal where UFOs emerge. So, lots going on here. You could get some treasure. You might wake up and have this either knowledge in your mind or a treasure map. You could see a cryptid, something with like a bull's head and a body of a man. You could see a UFO. You could go mad. You name it. There's so much going on here. So, if you're up for it, it's called the Devil's Precipice. There you go. 
I don't even know if I want a cut of that. I still want a cut of the treasure. If you you know, if you do all that, give me a cut. All right, let's move on from here and go to oh, I already forgot how to pronounce it. The Sismigio Sismigio Hotel. That is way wrong. Now it was built in 1912 and it went through a lot since then, but you know, cutting to the chase. It was closed in the 70s, reopened sometime in the 90s kind of then became an unauthorized dorm for students from a local theater company. Now, legend has it, and I say legend because, again, lack of details or proof, but legend has it, a female student went to step into an elevator. Now, when the doors opened, she wasn't really paying attention. She just kind of stepped in. She didn't notice that the elevator wasn't actually behind the doors, and she fell down the empty elevator shaft. She didn't die, though. Well, at least not right away. Apparently, it took her hours to die at the bottom of the shaft. How they know that? Again, I don't know. It was somebody just, like, sitting there waiting for her to die, like, as she screamed. But anyhow, apparently her spirit is still just a bit pissed about that because people have said they can hear her screams in the elevator shaft fairly regularly. Now, her ghost seems to be the main ghost, but we got the usual bumps and voices and cold spots. All that usual ghost stuff is reported here, which means it's time to move on to the next location. Let's go over to the Central Girls School. That's it, just Central Girls School. I can can pronounce that one. We're going to go over to the Central Girls School. I like that name. Now, it was a very renowned boarding school for girls in the 19th century, and it's filled with ghostly activity. I'm talking strange sounds, cold spots, bad odors, levitating objects, doors and windows opening and closing by themselves, and best yet, screams throughout the school, but especially the basement at all hours. Now, again, which one is this? Let's see. Grain assault time. There's also a mysterious tunnel under the school that has all of what I just said and then some down in it, but I can't find one person who's seen this mysterious tunnel underneath the school, a video of it, a photo of it, anything. So big grain assault time on that one. All righty, let's head over to the Chiajna monastery from the 18th century and it has a very bizarre past including a possible assault on it by accident whoops sorry we didn't mean to assault you we thought you were another monastery uh the plague ravished the people inside of it and a few other things that led the people to think hey you know what this monastery yeah this monastery's cursed let's just screw it abandon it And they even threw the bell from the monastery tower into the nearby river. Now, even though they did this, people to this day still hear the bell on full moon nights. And if that wasn't scary enough, people that explore the monastery on full moon nights go crazy or even disappear. Yep, another one of those. On one of the walls near the entrance of the monastery, It's said that there's a face of a lady that's seen there often. Now, she is said to be Ankuta, the daughter of Miss Chiajna, from the monastery name, 
that I'm obviously mispronouncing, who would have been killed on the orders of her mother after she ran away with another man without her mother's approval. Now, the monastery has its share of murders, suicides, deaths, disappearances, even a local legend about gigantic shadows being seen on the walls of the monastery with no one around or anything around to make those shadows. Now, they're the usual here, voices, cold spot shadows, moving stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, once again, once I get to the basics of time, move on to the next one in Bucharest, and that is the Witch's Pond. All right, according to legend, the Witch's Pond is located in Baldu Kratiska Forest, and here's a little Vlad spot. It's where Vlad the Impaler was beheaded. Supposedly, there is absolutely no proof that he was beheaded at the witch's pond. But anyhow, boom, Vlad, Vlad bit out of the way. Anyhow, 1977, there was an earthquake in uh, Bucharest right around the witch's pond. Because of the earthquake, they had a ton of rubble and debris to clear out. So they said, you know what? Screw it. Let's dump it in the witch's pond. Now, mind you, it's witch's pond not which is lake. It's only at its deepest, one and a half meters deep. Not very big. Not It's not a huge pond. It's just a freaking little pond. It's just scum, you know, pond scum on it, green pond scum pond. But even though they dumped numerous truckloads into the pond, it all, all the rubble, debris, everything, it all disappeared within three weeks. Where'd it go? No idea. Why don't people continue to dump everything into the witch's pond? No idea. Because I know I would. Got an old Bucharest couch? Fuck it. Throw it in the pond. You, you know, you got a ton of trash this week? Bunch of boxes from Amazon? Fuck it. Throw it in the pond. It'll disappear anyway. Speaking of getting rid of stuff, local legends say that pregnant women who didn't want their baby could bathe in the pond and boom, no more baby. That's right. The locals also say nothing lives in the pond or even drinks from it. Well, yeah, pond's full of a bunch of dead babies and couches. Who's going to drink from that? All right, grain of salt time. Apparently, there is a group of gypsy witches that gather at the pond every year and that no matter the weather, if it rains or snows, the pond stays the same depth, and even in a massive drought, the water stays at the same level. All right, I usually wait till the end of the episode, but I'm going to go right now. Quick question time. Would you bathe in the witch's pond? I mean, sure, it's pond scummy and it's kind of gross, but... You know, skip that. Would you actually bathe in the pond? Would you go for a quick skinny dip in the witch's pond? I don't think I would. Mostly because it's really pond scummy and you can't see the bottom, and I don't like stepping on gross stuff. All righty, now I tried to find some good photos or even videos of the witch's pond, but all I can find are pics of some girl looking off to the left in every photo in front of the pond. She's like looking all spookily while she's standing next to the pond and she's just kind of like peering off to the left. So 
what I can come up with, the witch's pond makes you not want to look directly at said witch's pond in photos. There's my little add addition to the legend, if you will. All right, this next one is all legend. I'm just going to read it to you. There's no proof. There's no more details. Frankly, it's not a great legend, but everybody else seems to add this to the paranormal parts of Bucharest. It's just not that great, so I'm going to read it verbatim. It's called the Phantom Buses. In Bucharest, apparently, there are a line of Phantom Buses called Trolleybus 75. All right, you ready? Here we go. It's not going to end well. Don't get your hopes up about this being good. I'm warning you now. One night, a girl was waiting at the bus stop before the National Theater of Bucharest for the Trolleybus 85, which was to take her to the Northern Station. Now, that bus exists. Now, the girl was waiting for a while, but the bus didn't show up. She was about to hail a cab when, all of a sudden, Trolleybus 75 came to a halt before her and opened its doors. A piece of paper in the window said Rossetti Square, the northern station. So she's like, oh, this is great. That's where I want to go. I'm going to get on trolley bus 75. She gets in, but the front of the bus was so dark, she couldn't see the driver. But since the bus was completely empty, she sits in the back of the bus. Now she sits down and is immediately hit with an awful, putrid odor of death. So she's like, nah, I don't want this bus after all, and gets off the bus, and it takes off down the road. That stanky bus just drives away. But almost immediately, another bus, numbered 75 again, shows up. The doors open, so she gets in it, and it's so dark she can't see the driver. But this one's not stanky, so she's like, you know what? I will take this bus. And she takes it to her stop, the northern station. So she gets out, starts to walk away. And here's where the story really breaks down for me. Who wrote this story? Her? I don't think so because of what happens next. So she gets out, starts to walk away. And out of nowhere, two drivers appear and began talking to each other, saying, she made my bus stink. And both of them point at the girl. And here's the creepy part, I guess. There are no buses 75 in Bucharest. So, I guess, you know, phantom buses that pick up stinky women. Except they're not, women's not stinky, it's the bus. That's stink. I don't know, man. Bucharest, your stories are weird. Every site was like, this is proof of paranormal activity in Bucharest. Look. If you go to Bucharest, don't get on Trolleybus 75. It doesn't exist. If you do get on it and it smells stanky, they're going to blame you. That's, that's it. All right, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about the fire tower lights. Now, this is a 42-meter tall fire tower that was once a functioning firehouse but is now a popular museum. Now, according to locals, it's haunted and you can actually see the haunting like clockwork because every month, on the ninth day of every month, 
at 11.30 p.m., strange lights can be seen in the empty tower only that day, only the ninth day. Now, some believe the tower is haunted by the ghost of a firefighter who have died, but just not died from a fire. Nope. He died from spontaneous combustion many years ago in the fire tower. No accelerants, no nothing around him. Poof, just went up in flames. Other locals, though, say it's the wife of a firefighter. She was trying to catch her husband cheating on her with a laundress, so she was leaning out the tower window trying to catch them kissing or whatever when she fell from the second floor to her death. I don't know. I like this one actually has, like, clockwork, though. And sticking with Bucharest Bizarre Claims, let's move on to the Palace of Parliament, which, according to Bucharest websites, is the largest administrative building in the world and the heaviest administrative building in the world. And the Palace of Parliament can be seen from the moon. Not from space, but from the moon. I'm going to call BS on that. You're telling me that from 200,000 miles away, someone standing on the moon said, Hey, uh, hey, Neil, is that the Palace of Parliament in Bucharest right there? I know it is. Do you know that's the heaviest administrative building in the world? And the largest, too. Don't forget that. Oh, you're right, Buzz. Come on. That's just dumb. Anyhow, 27 people, at least 27 men, not people, died in the construction of the building. Now, some apparently were walled up or cemented inside the building, Many other workers disappeared, and locals say they were murdered after building secret parts of the building. Now, current night guards, night guards from today, say that you can hear men scream or cry or moan or just loudly whistle in the corridors. Night guards have also said that muddy footprints appear out of nowhere and even, even vanish or stop like at a wall. As people are following the footsteps, they're like, oh, look at these footsteps. Oh, they stop right there. Not only that, but alarms go off for no reason, and they have voices and cold spots and uh, basic stuff. So, yep, that means it's time to move on to the House of Black Blood. The House of Black Blood is located in a quiet neighborhood. It's a now dilapidated house. Supposedly, it was the location of several violent murders. Now, the neighbors hear a strange gurgling sound coming from behind the house's gate, which I got to say is the worst kind of sound you want to hear from a murder house. And neighbors have also seen dark stains appear on the gate out of nowhere and vanish as they are looking at them. The house also has a couple of legends. The first is a ghost nicknamed the Tramper because of the tramping noises it makes about the house. Locals say that it's the ghost of a 19th century prostitute who was murdered in the house. Now, the second legend says the ghost is the spirit of a former tenant, Marcia Alabia, one of the country's most distinguished writers. Now, there is even a slightly different version of that second legend, which claims that the ghost had actually lived together with a great writer 
kind of inspiring this great writer to cons- to uh, compose some of the supernatural novels. So they don't know if, if it's the ghost of Marcia Eladia, the most distinguished writer of Bucharest, or if it's the ghost that lived there when she was writing her supernatural novels that gave her all of the inspiration. Or him. I guess it's him. I don't know. It's a them. I'm going to put it as a them. Okay. On to the Buseji Mountains, which locals say are the most haunted forests in the world. They have secret underground tunnels, paranormal trails, interdimensional portals, devices won't work in the forest, tunnels that are continued to be made under the mountains by aliens or ghosts or creatures. Locals say the mountain tunnels are even linked to the pyramids. How they would know that, I have no idea, but sure, why not? Some say it's all secret UFO bases or hollow earth bases or secret world order tunnels. Look, locals also say the, the mountains are home to a strange place where the earth and the sky meet, forming a so-called Gora de Rey, a paradise mouth. Now, in this place, which is believed to be located in the area around Amu Peak or Omu Peak, people get filled with positive energy, so that's good. They forget all about fatigue, again, good, and can even be cured if they, sur- if they suffer from certain diseases. But it never says what those certain diseases are. Now, those who plan a walk on the mountain's Jeppe Nisi route should also pay attention which way they go because a legend says there is an unreal path that make people disappear. Under certain weather conditions, especially in the summer when a thick fog covers the mountains, it is said that a narrow path of about 20 centimeters only will appear on that route parallel to the main trail. Sure. Why not? Now, in reality, people say, and by reality, I mean locals, say that this path doesn't exist, and those who have dared to go on it reappeared somewhere else in the mountains, disoriented, hurt, or just disappeared altogether. There is another similar legend that refers to another part of the mountains called Valia Alba. Now, this is a place filled with strange energies that reset or trigger cameras like out of the blue. So if you go to Valia Alba, your camera is just going to go kind of bonkers. There are also stories about tourists who went to Valia Alba but woke up disoriented in another place kilometers away in a valley. Legends also speak of a portal located right there in Valia Valia. Alba. Again, I know I'm getting all these names wrong. I know. Just bear with me. Now, look, locals say a lot of crap about these mountains, and it's all pretty damn bizarre, okay? So, you go to these mountains, weird crap's going to happen. Could be good, could be bad. You could get cured if you have a certain disease. Just don't know which one it is. Alrighty, let's move on to the final place. Guess where the final place are located? If you said in these damn mountains, you are right. The final location is known as the Energy Pyramid, because of course it is. 
Now, the Energy Pyramid is a strange natural rock formation in the mountains that appears every year on November 28th. Now, on this day, people go up to the famous Sphinx Formation to see the sunlight build an energy pyramid around this Sphinx Formation-looking rock formation that can cure people of their diseases. But... Before you plan your trip, other locals say, nope, you have to find the Babel Formation on August 6th, and that's where the mountain shadow makes a perfect pyramid that can cure you. So you got, I guess, plan your trip wisely is what I'm saying, or hell, go both days. If you have a life-threatening disease, just go both days. Go on November 28th. Look for the Sphinx Formation and see the sunlight build an energy pyramid. That didn't do anything to you? Cool. Go August 6th. Find the, what is it called? The Belil, whatever. Uh, the Babel, the Babel Formation. And look for the mountain shadow to make a perfect pyramid. And that can cure you. One of them should cure you is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I don't know. Look, all I know is, and this isn't the end of this there's a lot more Bucharest locations, but, you know, this is a lot to unpack in one episode. So that about does it for Bucharest. I got to say, though, Bucharest, you do not disappoint. For your paranormal stuff, you do not disappoint. You go for the Vlad the Impaler Castle, but you stay for just about everything else, the Energy Pyramid, the, the mountains, the forest, the pond. Don't forget the witch's pond. Take a phantom bus out to the witch's pond. Sure, you'll be stanky, but then you could go in the witch's pond. And let's be honest, if you're pregnant and you don't want the baby, boom, taken care of. You're all good. Um, There's a lot to unpack, and there's some specific dates of stuff to unpack. Look, go to that fire tower. That's uh the ninth of every month. At 11.30 p.m., you can't get any more clockwork for a paranormal activity than that. Go see some strange lights. Go gamble. Go to a hotel and fall down a you know an elevator shaft. I mean, there's a lot to do in, in Bucharest. I'm telling you, you got some weird crap going on. You don't you don't separate your weird crap. You say, oh yeah, those the devil's steep? Yeah, man. Yeah, you got cryptids, you got UFOs, you got uh, everything else in there. I mean, you guys cram it all together. There's a ton. You got that treasure hunt. You find a treasure, you stay a while, or you don't find a treasure, you go crazy, you catch a disease, you go and get it cured by an energy pyramid. Got lots going on, Bucharest. So, my question this week is, you ever been to Bucharest? If so... You ever gone to any of these locations? If so, did I get any of the names right? I didn't think so. Um, tell me about it. I want to hear if anybody I, that's, that's listened to this, you know, has gone to these locations, or even better yet, if you live in Bucharest and you made it through this butchering, me butchering every name possible of this episode, tell me what you've heard about these locations. What is the local legend that you've heard about them? What did I get right? What did I get wrong? I want to know more about Bucharest because, like I said, 
There's a lot to unpack. Oh, my God, there's a ton of stuff going on in Bucharest, and uh, I kind of dig it. I really do. It's kind of crazy cool. And like I said, there's more. There's a park. There's a hospital. There's a house of the devil. There's an orphanage. There's a cemetery. There's another peak. There's a forest. There's a gravity hill. I'm going to do a gravity hill real quick. You already know this one. You already know the gravity hill. But in northern Bucharest, or Romania, depending on where you get it, on a road between Budesti and Savnik, there is a place where a car left out of gear appears to be going uphill against gravity. See what I'm saying? This kind of paranormal shit happens around the world. It's the same stuff happens around the world. And I'm not, I'm not upset by it. I think it's cool. I mean, I can't tell you how many gravity hills or whatever you want to call them that I hear about in America. Or, you know, you put talcum powder on the back of the car and then the little kids that got killed in the bus on the, on the train tracks, they, they'll, they'll push your car and you can see their handprints at the end, you know, when they push your car up the hill. Every town's got one of these things. And Bucharest, they got one too. All righty, like I said, that about does it for Bucharest. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I like to do a little bit of different ones. And like I said, there's more Eastern European and Russian paranormal stuff coming up because I'm trying to be more international for the international listeners. I wish I was better at the pronunciations of the international listener stuff. But again, you know, you get what you pay for. All righty, thank you guys once again for listening. Again, this Saturday... On Facebook Live and on Twitch, Paranormal Almanac on both, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am so excited to have Mac Bouvier, a tarot card reader friend of mine, actually reading your tarot cards for you live. It's going to be a fun episode. She's great. She's been on the the, uh, the podcast before, a couple, of diff- a couple of different episodes, if I remember correctly, but I said, you know what? Because she does it. She, you know, she reads tarot cards. She's very good at it. And I was like, hey, you know, can you do that for my listeners? I think it'd be a lot of fun to just have a fun episode where you guys can tune in, have your tarot cards read. So once again, that's this Saturday, if you're listening to this this week, that is March 13th, 2021, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Tune in live. Mac will read your tarot cards. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to happen last week. I got put in Facebook jail, so it couldn't happen. So it's happening this week. So tune in. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. All righty. Thank you. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig. This has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Doing the slow bump it down.